0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as the Modern Medium. And the mission of this podcast is to create a sacred space for us all to get real comfy and discover how we can tap into our divine self through spiritual connection and best practices. If you are new here, thank you so, so much for finding me. And if you're a regular listener, you have no idea how grateful I am for you. Thank you so, so much for coming back and listening. If you leave a review, screenshot it and DM it to me on Instagram at the modern underscore, you'll win a free 20 minute reading. I am also holding weekly soul circles, which are free online gatherings where I guide us all through meditation with spirit, bring through any messages that need to come through and mediate an intimate discussion on a focused topic. This schedule is on my Instagram feed. And if you would love a link to my calendar invites, simply email me at hello at the And of course, when you are ready and feel called to book a full reading with me, head to my website at themodernmedium.co. Each service comes with a little bit more than just a one-off reading, which is really my mission as The Modern Medium. I seek to really serve you in a way that allows for integration, that allows for extra support. And I really am here to let you know that you are not going to go out into a void after our reading, that you are not alone and all these beautiful messages and tools and pieces of wisdom that you have heard from spirit, there is a chance to integrate and you have a spiritual cheerleader and you have a spiritual guide and you have a spiritual BFF and that is me and I am here for you. And I am so, so excited. To work with you and show you the magic of spirit and the magic of you that is already inside of you. So, anyways, let's get into the episode. I am so giddy about this guest. Her name is Grace, and she is a breathwork and well being coach. Her mission is to help you find your personal shine and step into it with the power of breathwork. So after she found her own shine on the podium at SoulCycle, she discovered breathwork where she witnessed firsthand what it really meant to release stagnant energy, create more openness, and claim her complexities through self-awareness. This led her to investing her time and energy into David Elliott's healer training and Pause's trauma-informed somatic coaching certification, Grace currently teaches meditation and breathwork classes at two of LA's top meditation studios, along with running her own company, Good With Grace, where she provides individual and group experiences that support you in finding a deep sense of belonging, a deep sense of belonging in your body and the ability to radically celebrate you. So, you can sign up to receive Grace's free five day program, Begin With Breath, and you can use the code Embody Your Soul, all uppercase, to get 25% off your first experience with Grace. And for all local Californians, you can find Grace teaching at Unplug and The Mindery. And if you would love to come take a class, just send her a DM and let her know that you heard her on the podcast and you are super, super excited to breathe, you guys. (laughs) I'm such a freaking nerd. Anyways, I am so excited for you guys to meet Grace and I just really adore her, her energy. And I felt so deeply inspired and energized after our discussion. So, of course, this conversation is really about what is breathwork? What does it do to you? What does it mean to integrate breathwork? And how it really can change your life. We go into Grace's story and how she really began to find herself and uncover her complexities and really embrace her personal power through breathwork. We also dive into how she was able to successfully and sustainably wean herself off of medication for anxiety and ADHD, and we also go into how to build a breathwork practice, and of course, we go into her programs and how she can serve you. So you guys definitely make sure to give her a follow on Instagram at Grace, and you can find all of her links on there and definitely make sure to check out her free workshop Breathe With Me and her four week program Ignite which she will talk a lot about in this podcast and you guys I cannot wait for you to meet her so let's just get right into it. Yay. Hello, Grace. I'm so excited. We've connected and especially connected through our girl, Chelsea. And I am so fascinated by breathwork. I actually, I'm sure you've heard of the book, but also I don't know. But last year I read the book Breath by James Nestor. Yeah. Good so- luck. After that, that was pretty life-changing, and I'm just so excited to learn more about you and your work and just connect in general, so thank you.
1: Oh, I'm so happy to be here, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm so happy to talk about breathwork. It's it's a passion.
0: (laughs) Yes, oh my God, yes, as we are breathing right now. (sighs) (sighs) So I love to start off the podcast with this question. So what does it mean in your own words to embody your soul? I love
1: this question and I love how, you know, like wide and expansive it is. And for everyone, it's always a little bit different. And for me, I think it's two parts. And like the first part is very reminiscent of the movie soul, you know, and what it means to actually like you come to this earth and you forget, you actually forget it all. And that we do actually come here with a purpose and The first component is how do we learn, relearn why we're here and that that is a big component of our soul and how we start to embody is by trying to remember who we really are and why we were brought here. But the second part of that for me especially is bringing awareness to how our human experience then either amplifies that purpose to us, you know, when we meet Mentors that speak to us or when we find flow in certain types of activities, like those are moments where we're actually embodying that purpose and our soul's work. But then also noticing when our human experience shows us what depletes us of that, that so much of what we experience in our human experience can feel like it almost energetically swamps the or energetically gunks our purpose, and we start to build all these limiting beliefs and these fears. And how do we actually notice when those things are happening and choose to meet them with a little bit more compassion and awareness that we need to actually allow those things to get into its fullest expression, allowing big mads, big mads, sads, all of those things, so that we can embody our real purpose in the acknowledgement that it's both beautiful and absolutely terrifying at the same time.
0: <laughs> so, first of all, I love that answer so so much and I again, that's one of the reasons why I love this question which you brought up is because it's so expansive and every single person has had a different answer every single time but with like a very similar vein of course. So, also, I also need to watch the movie Soul. I don't know how I haven't watched it yet. I literally hate it myself, but You I need know.
1: to watch it. It's I will say I I am an inside out, like ride or die. That was like the first, understanding mm-hmm. our emotions, soul, but soul was really good in kind of bringing forth that concept of when we come down here, we, we forget. And so remembering is super, super important. Um, yeah. I
0: love it. Okay, so let's just start from the tippity top. I mean, I just want to learn how you got into breath work and where this came from.
1: So it's actually a really interesting situation because I think I recently found myself doing me like how did I get here is this where I'm supposed to be we all have that like does my trajectory actually make sense or did I take a wrong turn and yeah. for me I had to like really think about it and you know my first real passion was in theater I was a theater major went to college for theater switched halfway through to become a sociology major and the trajectory was that like first I loved character I loved understanding people I loved building characters I loved defining who people were and then I decided I really liked studying why people were the way they were based on their human experience and then went back to performance became a soul cycle instructor and then realized that it was really about me helping people find a way to find a sense of belonging in their body. And when we combine that understanding of our human experience, why we are the way we are, while also understanding how do we actually feel a sense of belonging and connect to our soul's purpose, that's kind of how everything came together for me for Breathwork. I really understood how you kind of need both. You need to understand the complexities of who you are as a person and show kindness and compassion to those things, but you also need to be able to amplify those most vital and vibrant parts of yourself. And that's what we do during breathwork. And so I found breathwork when I was in a tough time, you know, humaning is hard, especially when we're like 25, we, we spent our whole first 20 something years with a lot of structure that was kind of put before us the path was pretty paved i mean you had a few choices you got to make but like for the most part you had a lane and then all of a sudden you leave college if that was your choice and there's no lane you don't know where to go and for the first time you have so many different options and that's really scary for a lot of people i didn't handle it so well <laughs> and and so when i found breath work, it felt like this reclamation of probably what was true about me before the path was paved. You know, like before I really got into school and the needing to belong and the fitting in and the complicated relationships and all of that stuff. It was like a rewiring of all of that and being like, oh shit, yeah, this is Grace. I completely forgot who she was because it's been a difficult journey. (laughs) Mm.
0: Oh my gosh, I love all of that. That is so fascinating how I love that path of, you know, you adore performance, you love communicating in that way. But then it was actually because you were intrigued by how we performed on Earth, how we acted on Earth. And then just, I love that full circle moment. And I still, you know, again, I told you, like, before I started asking you questions and stuff, like I read that book by James Nestor. And that's kind of most of what i know about breathwork and so i want you to tell the listeners why is breathwork not prescribed like or just it's like this <laughs> medicine it's just crazy i feel like it is truly the secret and it's just i don't I know I, like I love that. That's the attraction. question. Why is this not prescribed? Like, Why is this not prescribed? Like breathe. What? Yes. I
1: I couldn't agree with you more. I think a big part of my mission really about actually trying to grab people before it's too late. I don't know if that makes sense, but like I just think about when I needed this the most, like I needed this throughout school. Like I, I know that I listened to your previous podcast that like, struggle with ADHD, depression, anxiety. And I was over-prescribed Adderall my whole life, my whole life. And I like tried to like wean myself off. I tried to, and I just found that, you know, a big component of it is that we have no real understanding of our nervous system. And how to regulate it. That's what it comes down to is that our I just think doctors and they're starting to get it now, like it's starting to become a thing, you know, meditation, breath work. Like, how do you actually understand your nervous system and when it's out of regulation? And I think at its base, at its base, that is what breath work really is about. And it's really interesting because I'm sure you read in that book, like a lot of a lot of the OG stuff around the breath work people who created were actually gentlemen in the war that a lot of the first few breathing techniques that we ever like really started to get to know was because individuals that were going into combat didn't know how to take care of themselves their heart started racing they didn't know what to do and they started breathing and so at its base i think what we've learned is that in our human experience, things come up. And it's really important that we know how to meet our fears and our flight responses and our freeze responses with a little bit more compassion and understanding and allow them to take their fullest expression instead of judging them. Like, yeah, I'm feeling a big Mm -hmm. fear right now. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hide that away. I'm not going to run away from it. And I'm not going to belittle it. Like fear is freaking real. But with breath, what we're able to do is actually work with it and say like, okay, I understand that this is a feeling that I'm having right now. So like, how do I need it? And the more you do breath work, the more likely you are to notice that those moments your it's called like your, your threshold your tolerance for your, what is it? Your tolerance threshold. It'll start to expand. So like when you start to breathe consistently or what I've noticed, especially with anxiety and depression is that the more consistently I breathe, the less likely I am to like spike up. Like I used to, when I was in college, I used to have such bad anxiety attacks that I would like black out and I would come to in the health center because like I didn't know what I was doing. And not to mention I was over prescribed medicine that was probably not helping me. So um, I think the power of breath work really is in understanding that we can, work with our nervous system and co-regulate it. And so that it doesn't feel so out of our, out of our control and out of body when like, it's something that's so clearly happening within our body. And we actually need to stop looking at outside of our body to help us. We need to start looking inside of our body to help us. And so that's at its baseline, what breathwork is. And I really got into it in the more spiritual capacity, so I know a lot of people know about the three part breath, or you know you breathe once into your belly, once up into your chest, and then you let it all go, and you do this for like thirty five minutes and the first time I ever had it, I like to describe it as like a it was like a joyful exorcism like it was the most positive exorcism I think I could have. Ever but that's what happened is all of a sudden I found myself thinking about things that I had was holding on to that really, truly, I didn't know they still had significant weight, but my body was telling me they still are holding significant weight. And it's when like a most basic need when you were younger, a sense of belonging, a need for love wasn't met. And that set off our nervous system. And we didn't feel like we had permission to let it take up the space that it probably needed. And it didn't feel like we could hold it properly. And so when we go into these deeper breaths, which is a lot about what I facilitate, it's being able to go in and kind of clear out any like energetic gunk that's stuck in our system. That's Mm -hmm. what we like to call it, is that when we have these moments in our lives that our nervous system probably didn't get supported the way it needed to, it's being held as many of, I'm sure your listeners probably have at least heard of the book, "The Body Keeps the Score." That's real. That's real. <laughs> and so, when we do breath work, we're not we're not trying to get rid of the score. That's not the job. But it's actually just honoring it and knowing that each sing, single one of us has a different s- score and a different story behind it. And so, how do we start to hold ourselves and explore those parts of ourselves in a way that feels like we are reclaiming all, all that we hold.
0: I just, I love talking to you because it makes me just want to ask a million more questions. You know, it's just so I'm here great. to answer all of them. <laughs> yes. So I really want to know, like, how did you start the process of weeding off medication? Cause that's really fascinating to me. And I know I, I'm like, honestly, completely content I'm on my antidepressants right now. They're great. They're working just fine. Eventually, I would love to be off of them. That would be a beautiful goal of mine, but I'm not going to rush the process. But I do really, really want to hear how you did this. But also, I want to see, I want to hear, like, what changes did you start to see? I don't know. I mean, I'm just throwing out random numbers. You could obviously have different ones, but like week one or like month five or something. I'm just, I'm so excited. Yeah. So it's so funny.
1: Well. So first and foremost, to answer your first question, honoring the process of getting off medication or honoring the pro- part of you that needs medication is totally valid. I mean, I, I even once I've started breathwork, I've you know had moments where I was like, should I get put on my Attention medicine, because I definitely think my ADHD has been the stuff that's been hardest for me to harness. Mm -hmm. What I did notice pretty quickly with my anxiety and depression is that they actually are very, very connected to a lot of like my inner child stuff and a lot of my shadow wounds. Mm -hmm. And so, in the process of being able to use breath work, what I've actually been able to do is have the insight and the awareness when things start to activate that for me, that I'm having a response from something that has happened in my past. Because what I I found often with anxiety was that I would just find myself feeling really anxious about nothing. Like, and none None. my parents couldn't understand. It It would be like, all of a sudden I felt like a bear was chasing me and I was just eating pancakes. (laughs) I was like, why all of a sudden do I feel like a bear is chasing me? And it's because, you know, maybe my mom said something in a tone that activated like Mm. a deep seated, you know, thing in me or whatever it is. And what I started to notice when I did breath work is I actually have more of the ability to now start to catch the signs, right? Like, okay, I'm starting to get a little bit anxious. Let's pause, let's breathe or let's like understand where the anxiety is coming from and talking to it from a very human level. So so that's a big component for me about the medicine was just really understanding once I wasn't on the medicine that I have a little bit more ownership of acknowledging the reality of it and also how to rescue myself from it. And I think that was the thing I didn't understand before was like, I actually have full ability to honor this, I don't need to hide it, and I also can talk to myself through it. So that was really how I helped myself with a lot of the medication withdrawal, was just really honoring that these were things inside of me, these were parts inside of me that just needed a little bit more attention and a little bit more time, just needed more time. And so rewiring some of those thoughts has been really helpful for me. The second question that you asked
0: was how, what was it? it? It was, what changes did you see? Like what were these beautiful okay. incremental changes that you saw? So it's really funny because I really wish I had, and I I, I really want to go back
1: and reread some of my journals from when I first committed to starting to do breath work because I'm really curious. And it's funny because like I mentioned, sometimes you're doing breath work and literally mm-hmm. visuals will come forward to you. Like, it's laughable, but I had a visualization once of me not getting picked in gym class when I was in elementary school, like I was the last girl standing in the line and no team wanted to pick me. Did I know that that was something I was holding on to? No way. Did my body tell me that that was something I was holding on to? Yes. And did I immediately once I like acknowledged that and I literally when it came forward I just started laugh crying. Like I was just like <laughs> like, oh, little Grace, it's okay. It was gym class. You hated it anyway. But like immediately after that, I noticed I interacted differently with people on my team. Like, teamwork felt different. But then there are other moments in breath work where you feel sensations moving through your body and you don't really know what they are. You don't, there's no like memory that comes forward. But then all of a sudden, you do see these subtle shifts. And for me, when I first got into breath work, there were two main things that I was working on. I like to call this version of me the chameleon. I was someone who chameleoned. I would chameleon for friends, particularly boyfriends or significant others, girlfriends, boyfriends, all of them. I just, I would change because I thought that I had to do that to belong. And I think that's because when I was younger, I didn't fit in at school. I got bullied a lot. And what I did to like, try to keep myself safe was find the most popular person that I could and try to be like them. And so when I receive love from people, my immediate response is I need to become more lovable by starting to take on their characteristics or liking what they like. And it was a pattern that I found myself repeating that I would get really frustrated by. And so when I first discovered breathwork, I was in a relationship and I noticed that I started to behave like the woman that I was seeing. And I was like, no, 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 we've decided we're not doing this anymore. And I ended the relationship and I started really committing to this. And immediately I noticed a shift that every other relationship that I got into, I was able to stand in my own. I stopped chameleoning so much because I had regained a sense of power and ownership. And in this concept of like, I can be lovable for who I am. I don't actually need to change. And in fact, I also had to honor, (laughs) I love the dance.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Also had
1: to honor the fact that most of the time when I did do that, it actually pushed people away. So that's the other part of it is also owning like how your patterns end up not supporting you in the long run. Like, I, and the thing is, I used to blame the partner. Like I had to do this because if not, they wouldn't love me. But then I think about it and I'm like, I probably was more lovable before I did all that weird stuff that wasn't truly who I was. So that was the first thing was this chameleoning. And then the second thing for me that was pretty huge was, you know, kind of off of that was really feeling comfortable in my own skin. I felt very, I would have these moments when I had to express myself or own who I was like I felt this whole constriction in my body, like I would just like go into complete freeze mode, when it was like time for me to stand up. And it was so funny, I had spent so much time on stage. But the thing about being on stage for me was I was playing a part. So it didn't feel so vulnerable. But when I actually had to show up as who I was, I couldn't do it. And so a big part of my spiritual practice started off you know, I, I started doing breath work. I got into Sahara Rose. I did like all of the Ayurveda stuff. Like, I really started investing in all of this. And it was so funny because that's how I manifested becoming a soul cycle instructor, which was my dream job at the time. And I, every audition that I had done, I auditioned three times. Every single time I got up for the last one, I just choked on my own identity, like, could not do it. And the last time, I just, owned who I was I went up there and I had figured out who I really was and how I was going to be different and I felt really confident in that version of myself like I'm a little bit wacky I consider myself a unicorn I had cut off all my hair and it was super short and edgy and like I was this is who I flipping am and like my sexual identity I started owning like all of this like stuff that I think I was just so it, it wasn't even that I was indecisive. I was just hiding and I was choosing to not amplify those ver- parts of me. Breath gave me the opportunity to really start to harness that.
0: Okay. I'm just, it's just so fascinating how it's literally breathing, but it's <laughs> been so monumental. Like it does that. It's just crazy. That's why <laughs> I don't know why I said that first question. It was like, <laughs> there it should be like, prescribed but like wh- what wow you found I was for some reason I was expecting like medical things as well but this just finding a sense of self and owning yourself and like, what breathwork what I'm so excited like now. I mean, obviously, this is like your point is what you're supposed to do. But also not that I'm not surprised when (laughs) me feel this way. But now I'm excited. I want to get into breathwork. I'm like, Oh, my God, I love this. I'm so excited. Okay. So I want to hear how do you implement you know, just in your everyday routine normal person wake up job partner or family, how can I wake up and, you know, start using breath work? And I also, I also want to hear, cause people also have really busy lives. Like how can you go to the bathroom in the middle of a date and do breath work? Maybe you're on a plane. You can do some breath work. I really want to hear how you can just integrate breath work in any part of your life. And there's not like, yeah, no excuses like, but you know, no, it's and not, yeah, I, so
1: it's such a great question and it does involve a little bit of a story. So like I said, when I first discovered breath, it was through DREEP or Breathe. So these like 35, 40 minute breathing sessions, they were super, super intense. I became kind of hyper fixated on finding experiences. Like when I was in training for souls, like I was like finding locals. I was going to people's homes in the middle of Brooklyn to do breath work, but I would always leave being, that was a whole thing thing. Like that was like a whole thing. I had to commit a lot of time to that. And when I first got certified in breathwork, I was holding space for one-on-one clients. And like a lot of the clients that I was calling in were women who were struggling with empowerment issues. A lot of women that, you know, had experienced sexual assault when they were younger, like, you know, just people who were needing to remember what it feels like to not only feel good in their own skin, but to also feel really good about who they're becoming, like that process of becoming. A lot of them would walk away being like, okay, I, how do I do this more often? Like, what what do I start to do? And so I started to invest a lot of time and energy into understanding, you know, these other techniques of breath and shorter practices and how, to, how do I you know, I can't breathe for 45 minutes when I'm stressed out or I'm feeling anxious. Like it can't that I, I literally have no life. I would just be breathing. I mean, we are breathing, but I would just literally be on the ground breathing. 24/7, um, like just pass out in the middle of a coffee shop. Excuse me. I'm, I need to breathe now. But oh, so God. I started to invest a lot of time and energy and understanding what what goes beyond this three-part breath? Because it's very intrusive, as I would say, like it's a very intrusive experience in the best way possible. But so what I started to spend a lot of time understanding was different breathing techniques and shorter breathing techniques. And I put together actually a four-week program called Ignite, where I really wanted to share with individuals, how do you actually start to build a practice with breath? Because I think you know, a lot of people are seeing, you know, there are apps where you can go on and breathe for a few minutes. And then there are, you know, longer breathes. and, you know, how do you kind of understand the medium? How do you understand both the value of both? And so in this program that I put together, it's a lot of shorter breathing techniques, like bol- at less than 10, that 10 minutes that are really to help you around certain things that you are looking for. Like, I am needing to feel empowered right now. I am needing to For mental clarity right now, I am needing to de-stress right now. And how do you start to understand in certain particular moments, how do I need to breathe? Because the thing is, one of the things that I studied is different styles of breathing have different impacts. There's a difference between breathing from your mouth and there's your nose. There's a difference between breathing quickly and then slower. There's a difference between breathing into your chest and then breathing into your belly. And so spending a lot of time kind of understanding these and then kind of creating my own Mm. practices that are really designed based on what I've learned about how to properly breathe in particular ways that have different outcomes. And so that is a big part of understanding how to build a practice with breath is understanding what you're needing and what breathing is going to help that. And Ignite was kind of my first breathwork baby, if you will. And the whole project behind it was, or mission behind the project was that I do believe that at its core, breathwork helps us reclaim the most vital and vibrant parts of who we are. And that when we experience all of these other, you know, the multitude of emotions, the rainbow as you SpongeBob imagination, imaginations, all the emotions, how do you actually use them? And how do you start to use your breath? And part of that can be powerful. Like, I think sometimes people get it in their head that breath work meditation is only really supposed to serve you when you're actually in like a low place, like when you're actually like needing support getting amplified or like I'm trying to calm down. But a lot of the power of breath work is like actually being able to ignite the goodness, not like extinguish the badness. And I think that that's something that I not struggle with, but I just think that the wellness world sometimes gets like in the like marketing the bad, like I'm going to help you get rid of your anxiety. I'm going to help you get rid of your stress. I'm going to help you do this. And it's all very like fear bit like we're all living in the fear of these bad feelings but what if we actually focused into like you're this amazing being let's just make you even more amazing all
0: the time yes god i love that so much yes okay that is freaking amazing so again i want to hear what were some okay because i know of course we all know wim Ho wim hof like king he's great I know about holotropic breathing. Mm -hmm. God, was it? Because I remember James went up to Tibet and he practiced with monks. I forget what kind of breathing that was, but that was like crazy. So what are some breathing techniques that you tried that you didn't expect you would love so much? And then maybe what are some, I mean, I guess I don't want to say that like there's breathing techniques that are overrated and dumb, but maybe there's breathing techniques. you're like, wow, I'm excited. So and then you're like, wait, okay. you're like, whatever, you know? It's not even like... like yes. So <laughs> no, I love this. I I think it's so
1: funny. I'm trying to think of like the TikTok audio that's like, it's like, there's like a TikTok audio. It's like, unpopular opinion, but, and I was like, box breathing. I'm done with box breathing. I don't ever need to see anything about box breathing Okay.
0: That's hilarious.
1: And I i guess I'm only saying that because it is something that I think it's just like the most typical breathing pattern. And I do find that there's something beautiful about the power of counting, right? Like it gives our mind a task, especially like when we are experiencing anxiety or stress, actually giving the mind a simple task like counting is, in fact, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But – the perfect breath, like technically they say the perfect breath, the most beneficial breath we could all take is five counts in. So everyone just add one more count to their box breath and I won't be so mad about it anymore.
0: <laughs> That's hysterical. Again, I keep bringing up this book, but truly, I remember there was this one part where it was, it was connecting the 5.5 or like five seconds, but then it was also like the length of like a of like a prayer verse or something and how breathing is prayer it was just the most beautiful thing Ooh, in the
1: whole world. i do like that and i i do i do agree yeah it's 5.5 seconds is like the length of an ideal breath um, i also so to answer this the actual the first part of that question which yeah. is like what breathing patterns ha- have i found like, just the most surprising for me holotropic breathing the first I didn't know I was about to do a holotropic breath work session and I did it and I I was the happiest clam I could ever be I could not believe how amazing that breathing pattern was for me and especially because like I said the three-part breath is like pretty and pretty invasive. And I do think it can like bring up some of the more intense emotions. And I really liked, for me, there was something really beautiful about holotropic breathing that it's, I think it's a, like a little bit more, it's a little bit softer. We always like to say, you know, when we learned about the three part breath, when we breathe into the belly, the first breath, when we breathe into the belly, when you think about it chakra wise, your belly is connected to your root chakra and your sacral chakra, and kind of your solar plexus so when you're breathing that first belly breath you're really connected with like a deep sense of belonging like all of your passion and all of your power and so when you breathe into that belly breath when you're really breathing there it's such a um impactful and like i, I like i'm pushing my hand because it, it like that's how the bell like the belly breath kind of like lands it's like whoo Yeah, stoking my fire, feeling my feelings, like giving myself permission to be. And then when we breathe into the chest in a breathwork world, when we breathe then into the chest, that's where our heart space is and that's where our throat is. And so it's like a lot more light, but it's also like very vulnerable. Like that, that breath is a very vulnerable one it's, you know, our heart space is where like our sense of awakening and awareness and compassion lives. And our throat is where like our ability to speak our truth lives. So when we, when you put the two together, it's, it's like both and then ha. And so I think there's something really beautiful about just breathing into the belly that you can always kind of walk away feeling like, a, I guess like the word that's coming to mind is like a firmness, like there's a firmness to it. Like Here's who I am, here's where I stand, and like that feels really good.
0: Oh so incredible. Oh, dang it. I had like a funny comment about I'm <laughs> whatever. Um, whatever. Cause like you're silly, I'm silly. Like so we're both. Yes, I'm very um, silly. So I want to hear, okay. So I want to hear your breathwork routine. You wake up. You are Grace. You're doing your routine. You have lunch. You do your thing. You go to bed. I want to hear how how do you go about your day with breath work? Are you just breathing all day long?
1: Breathing like, all day long, oh, Just you
0: know. like you.
1: So my routine changes every day. Um mm-hmm. and it goes through phases, like similar, like the seasons, you know, I've gone through many phases with breath work. I've also really spent a lot of time investing and understanding, as I said, like there a lot of different patterns and like, so how do those really benefit me? So I will say that I've recently, this is like a new thing, but it's really helping me <laughs> is that I've kind of like set up each one of my days of the week, Monday through Friday, with like a purpose, and I've connected them to a chakra. So like, I call my Monday is my CEO, not CEO, my CEO, as I am a woman, like you running my own business now. And like that, the root chakra on Monday, like all about getting grounded, you know, planting and nourishing the roots of whatever I'm trying to tend to. And so most mornings on Monday, I wake up, And I do like a lot, like deep grounding breaths. So breathing into the belly. So like lots of breathing lower into my belly and lots of focused on kind of actually slowing down and getting really centered with my breath. Tuesdays, since Tuesdays are your sacral chakra, they're like my inspirational days. Like passion is on Tuesday. So like I'll normally do, I try to do deep breaths twice a week minimum, minimum, I'll do a 40 minute breathe. I normally try to do that on Tuesdays. And so I'll start my morning doing the three part breath for like 10 to 15 minutes. And then Wednesdays are your, your solar plexus power days. So I always say that on Wednesdays, I have to do shit that scares me. (laughs) And, (laughs) and so for that, I do a lot of like breath of fire, like lots of inner, like when you're stoking that inner fire inside of you. So lots of breath of fire, lots of nose breathing. So when we breathe quickly into the nose, that's how we feel fire through our body. And so not doing a lot of that. Thursdays are my heart space days So I'll normally spend a lot of time doing heart-opening breathing practices. So when we focus on heart-opening breathing techniques, we actually involve the body. So a lot of it's like breathing in, opening up your chest, breathing up, and then letting it go. And then Fridays are my inner truth day. So that's normally breath and sound. Lots of sound. I do a lot of vocal toning through my breathing techniques, so like inhaling and then like if I need joy it's ah, ah if I'm having to do like an interview with you like before you and I came on I sat down to breathe and I was breathing through the nose but then like uh, like a roar like ah, ah. so Breath, sound, and movement are the three pillars for most of what I do, and so a lot of that is involved in how I choose to tend to myself every morning and through breath, and then I just kind of meet myself wherever I need to in the middle and the end of my day.
0: (laughs) Okay, I love that. I So she also is a client of Chelsea's, so I wonder if you've seen her on Chelsea's page, but I just recently connected with Joy, who's like the multi-passionate goddess. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how she organizes her days. Cause I was like, are you just OCD or are you insanely organized? How did you create this system of getting work done? And she was like, well, Mondays is actually a moon day. So that day I really nourish myself, get clarity for the week and Tuesday is Mars. So that's when I actually just, you know, go all in and you know, blah, blah, blah. So i I've, I've been trying to adopt that and it's actually been incredibly nourishing and amazing. And now I'm learning about this and I'm like, wait, another method to steal. Like I'm so excited. And I also love, I was just talking, I just recorded a solo episode and talking about how, you know, my morning routines have changed over the years and obviously parallel with what I'm going through in life, but like with what I need. And I just love, that you said, you know, every day is different. And that is so stunning, because of course, like every day is literally so different. And breathwork caters to quite literally everything. So I want to hear a couple final questions. So what was something that you least expected to come out of breathwork?
1: Ooh, something I least expected to come out of breathwork. Two things. One, I didn't think that it would be the thing that actually launched me diving deeper into healing work. I currently am finishing my, I'm getting my trauma informed somatic coaching certification. So yeah, I'm really happy about that. And I'm really excited about it. And so I didn't think that breathwork would be such a like launching pad for me professionally. But then second in the actual like, in the actual practice of breath work, I didn't think that I would ever find a place where I felt I had full permission to, I don't, how do I say this? Like, it's almost like, it's not even like let my strangeness, but let it all hang out. Like, I mean, I joke all the time that like, if I could take photos of myself or like videos of myself when I'm in breathwork, like I would probably never want to get to know me. But like, you know, when I go into deeper breaths, like i scream when I teach classes, I make everyone bang on their chest and like roar. And it's so funny to witness people. It's so funny to witness people at first when I, when they hear what I'm going to ask them to do, like, There are like some people that are like, wait, what? And then they do it. And it's like, I love the faces that people make afterwards. It was like, almost like they did something naughty. Like they stole something. Like, it's like, (gasps) I screamed like, oh my God. Like I let this very, like, it's almost like letting your freak out. Like you get to let your freak out. Like one of my favorite affirmations to say throughout breathwork sessions is I have people repeat the statement. I'm not fucked up. I'm human. Being a human is fucking hard. And hearing people say that it's always like so funny to see like people either break down or like break open. And I just think that the thing I wasn't expecting was that I actually would be able to hold the most complex parts of myself. Like I mentioned, like my ADHD, my anxiety, depression, those were all things that like, when I said I wanted to get off the medicine, it was mainly out of shame. I wanted to get off my medicine because I felt shame around it. I was embarrassed about it. Like, and I think through breath work, it's been able to be like, okay, yeah. Like, so I don't, I can't stay organized. I'm really hard at it. like, you know, being able to say like, yeah, these are the complex parts of myself. And like, I just need to love them. And if you can't like, cool, find someone else that will organize your spice cabinet. Cause it's not going to be me. I, I, my ADHD won't do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. I adore that so, so much. And I also, oh my gosh. So I didn't realize, what did I think it was? I, for some reason, didn't realize it was a breathwork class, but I went to, they have, they just opened a place in Venice a little bit ago, but open. And I love Minaj. I can't with him. I can't with him. He will be on this podcast one day and we will be friends. He is so fantastic. You are manifesting it. He is is just so stunning and gorgeous in person too. Like just, he literally, I was like, I'm in the presence of like a holy being. Like he is so amazing. And so anyways, I'm like, holy shit. Okay. And I went with two of my friends. We were like, okay. And I, it was so crazy. I think i I think we were doing the breath rig you were talking about where it was like the fast belly then the fast chest and then we were shouting and our hands caught up you
1: got knees.
0: it was just the weird. it was the craziest thing and then I was wow I want pho it was just the feeling afterwards and it was so funny because I actually (laughs) like afterwards I saw my boyfriend he's like damn like Beebs after a breathwork class is really nice because I'm a really loud talker and I have a lot of energy. And of course he loves me for that, but it was just so funny. It was like, wow, this is nice, (laughs) really mellow, but that was amazing. So that was just a random comment and that's, I do need to go to more, honestly, they're so amazing. So I want you to tell our listeners about your beautiful new program and what it entails and how they can find you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I have two programs right now and one kind of leads to the other one. So you can, I'll talk Mm. about the, I have a free course called begin with breath, which is kind of exactly what you were asking about. It's a five day practice where each morning you'll start your day with breath and there are practices that are less than 10 minutes. And they just actually, I like to use the word titrate. It's like, When you titrate something, it's like small steps, you take small steps into something. And when you start to work with your breath, you need to actually understand like, what's the difference between breathing into your belly? What's the difference between breathing into your chest? So I really break down what different types of breathing do for your body. And so that's free. It's five days. It's called Begin With Breath. You can find it on my Instagram page, the link in the bio. And the last day of Begin with Breath, you'll be invited to join the waitlist for my new launching program called Ignite. And Ignite is a more profound container. I realized that. I was sitting on a beach in Encinitas. I had just been let go of from Cycle. I was manifesting the next big thing. And I walked into a bar and Sam Skelly was there and she's the CEO of Pause, which is now the training program that I'm in. And I actually won a scholarship, full scholarship for the program. I was one of the only people selected for it, but she inspired me. I was supposed to create a program that helped people begin to understand the power of a practice especially with breath work. And so I have three pillars to a practice. It's you need to be able to take time to reflect every day, express yourself every day and expand yourself every day. Mm. And so through ignite every day, you get a little practice that is both reflective, expressive, expansive. We meet once a week on Sundays for a deeper breathing session. So you actually get to experience what, um, Breathwork work really is like in a more spiritual practice, as I like to say. It's a, it's a much more spiritual practice. And each week is connected to a theme. The first week is all about connecting with the source, so understanding who you are, connecting with your vessel for the first time. The second week is all about how do you actually start to tend to yourself? How do you actually st- – oh, no. Second week is fueling. How do you fuel yourself? How do you fuel who you are? The third week is then once you have fueled yourself. How do you actually tend to it? How do you keep it keep it going? Um, and then the last week is all about how do you harness it? How do you now take that you what you've created inside of yourself and start to go out into the world and take big bigger bites with who you really are? So ignite will get get started. And if you want to just start off with to begin with breath, you totally can. I also do one on one breath work experiences and somatic coaching so if you want to drop deeper into your body that's what I'm here for
0: oh my gosh just so amazing I'm so excited we've connected and I can't wait to learn more from you and like follow yeah. the work you do and also congrats on that opportunity that is amazing how how incredible like one door closes the, universe.
1: Like- the universe the
0: universe and, and see what like, you mean yes and like when you accept that that door has closed and you fully closed it it's the next door opens but it's not just like a door it's the most amazing insane crazy door and the doors just get more amazing and i'm oh my gosh how i'm so happy thank you so much and again so yes so again where can the people find you on instagram are you on TikTok? your website what's your deal yeah my instagram is good with grace and
1: my website is goodwithgrace.com. I am getting on the TikTok world. It's just starting to happen. I'm about to start a 30-day challenge, so you can tune into that. It's also good with grace. Everything's good
0: with grace. So, oh, yeah. Love. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so, so much for sitting with us, walking with us, driving with us, washing the dishes washing the dishes with us whatever you are doing thank you so so much for listening if you are new here if you are a regular listener it really really deeply means the world to me i hope you guys are as obsessed with grease as i am Definitely make sure to check her out on her Instagram at good.withgrace. Find all of her links to her free program, Read With Me and her four-week course, Ignite. And definitely make sure if you are a local Californian to check her out at those studios, The Mindry and Unplug. And if you haven't already, make sure to give me a follow wherever you love to listen. Don't forget about that review because you get a free 20-minute reading. And when you are ready and feel called to, book a full session with me on my website at themodernmedium.co and it is an honor to serve you. I love you guys and I'll see you all next time.